When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. Little special off-season edition of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast on a Halloween Monday. What's going on, everybody? Matt and Todd with you on the Evergreen Podcast Network, WaitingForNextYear.com. And, of course, we're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry and Breaking Tea T-shirts at BreakingTea.com slash dairy. Uh, Guardians, of course, not playing. Although I did see, Todd, today that an XFL team is going by the Guardians now. Did you see that? I did not. Really? The Orlando Guardians, yes. What do they guard in Orlando? Disney World? Uh, uh, they uh, um, Lottery picks? I don't know. <laughs> Franz Wagner? <laughs> Yeah, that's like Michigan in the South down there. They got like half the Wolverine roster. Who else is on that team? Isn't Xavier Simpson, a.k.a. Jeff Jackson, isn't he on that team too? I I, I am not aware. Caleb, you know, Caleb I Houston? I mean, we're really oh, breaking he's it down. on that team. The only, the only uh, I, I know zero about the NBA. The only thing I know is my timeline is uh, littered with it. <laughs> Not for much longer, if you know what I mean. But, does, does Anthony uh, yeah. does Anthony does Anthony Lima live at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, or does he have a place of his own? <laughs> All right, I, listen, let's talk some baseball. It's, unless it's Ochai Abaji or, or Christian Brown's rookie season, I don't know what's going on in that league. There you go. Uh, let's talk some baseball. Uh, a lot of rumors out there. We're getting close to free agency starting. Once this World Series gets done, I have watched zero uh, innings. Or pitches of the World Series, I, my care factor you know, is very, very low. I'm very surprised because I had you hate watching Turdlander. I, I figured you'd hate watch Turdlander. I, I I I didn't think you were going to skip that opportunity to watch him blow a five zero lead. I mean, it was kind, that was it, fun. It was fun. I mean, I saw highlights, but I can't tell you that I'm sitting down and dedicating time to this. I just can't. I'm just not past us losing. I mean, I am now, but I'm just not ready to. I don't know. I, I mean, not ready to turn the page yet, are we? No, no, not really, to be honest. But I'm excited about what we're doing and Tito coming back. And um, now there's talk of, you know, there's talk of, hey, why not go for it now type of talk, which I know Jason Lloyd wrote something in The Athletic. Um, shout out to Zach as well. I, we'll see. I mean, but trades, free agents, there's a lot, to, a lot on the table for this team. What about five gold glove uh, finalists? Well deserved. Well deserved. I noticed Ahmed wasn't in one of the five finalists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, I'm he, kidding. I kid. He wear he wears the gold glove when he's out there. So does Owen Miller. Yeah, yeah. Owen's getting the uh, brown gloves uh, award for shittiest fielder. <laughs> oh, jeez. Ouch. Ouch. No, listen. I'm. Uh, if, if we're gonna if we're gonna jump into you know, things to do in the off season, uh, replacing Owen Miller from the roster with the bevy of other options we have is at the top of my list. 
Do you think he could be thrown in in some sort of deal? Like, let's say, sure. let's say, uh, you know, I'll throw the name out there, and I want to give credit where it's due, and that's to Jeff Ellis at Locked On Guardians on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, uh, Jeff uh, put out there that I only, li- uh, I only listen to Locked On Lions, so I'm not. Oh uh, well. Yeah, I'm kidding. I this love be, Jeff. Jeff's a great, Jeff's the man. This might be my last week hosting that show if they lose again. But um, no, in all honesty, uh, Jeff put out there a, a, a hypothetical. Hey, maybe Arizona would be willing to part with Christian Walker. No, not Herschel's son, the other Christian Walker. Um, and, uh, and and the Guardians would obviously be there to pounce. There's your power bat. Could play some first base. Could DH. Kind of fits what they're looking for. I'll tell you when he came in. Now I'm I'm I am not going to uh, sit here and act like I knew who Christian Walker was. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I knew who he was. But I'm not going to sit here and, and act like uh, um, you know I'm all that familiar with him. And then he came into Cleveland this summer. The Diamondbacks played a, a series here, and I went to two of the games, and he absolutely destroyed us. He was so good. Now I was also under the impression that he was young. No, and then I started doing not. some research. He's yeah. 31. Yeah, he's he's, be 32 next year. He's so he, like, he was in the minors. He was in the minors a long time, and he was kind of yeah. a bit player for a long time with the Diamondbacks. But I was thinking, here's a guy that maybe, you know, that that, that it's a pipe dream. Why would the the Diamondbacks get rid of a young, controllable player? Then I re, then I looked up and saw that he was going to be 32. He hit 29 homers in 2019. I didn't know he existed three years ago. He had 29 overs, never heard of him. Yeah, he, well, then, then, he, then he kind of fell off, and then this year he had 36. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... Very good fielder, like too. Like you said, yeah, hits right-handed, plays first base. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's the perfect platoon partner for Josh Naylor, because um, I do think that Naylor uh, is a part of the future, and if you're going to have him on this roster, it's going to be first base. But that DH first base corner outfield spot can there there there's that's where the bats are going to come because as we know Naylor plays a decent enough first base good stretching had trouble sometimes making that throw on the double play ball he also sometimes decided to let balls get by him that he shouldn't but he's decent enough at first and that's his position he shouldn't be playing he, he, he won't be I can't imagine him ever playing the outfield again I think right now Going into next season, Oscar Gonzalez is penciled in as your right fielder. But, Absolutely. But I think you can agree with me that, yes, while he has the cannon and right, Oscar takes some uh, circuitous routes in the outfield on fly balls, to say the least. So if there is a bat to be had, and as we know, that DH spot became a black hole, and Will Brennan played 11 major league games and then he was starting in the playoffs at DH. So so that's the spot where the at-bats are. But if you can play some first base and get Naylor off his feet, that's also big. So I do think Walker would be a guy, and if you're, that, that, that would be a great target. Plus, if you're the Diamondbacks and you're still rebuilding, what are you going to do with a 32-year-old? Well, I mean, they have a they have a, they have a younger guy in Seth Beer that they like who's more of a first baseman. Than anything, and I know that now that there's a DH in the National League, they could carry both guys. But that's kind of the talk in Arizona: is let's sell high right now on Walker. The Diamondbacks do have a good young team. They've got some guys coming. They got some decent arms. 
Uh, we saw a couple of them when they played the Guardians, the kid from Michigan and Zach Gallen and others. So maybe Walker, they sell a high on him now because he had 36 homers and 94 uh, stakes, as Rick Manning would say, uh, last year. So, you know, he's got a couple more years of team control through, I think, 2024. So, and that and that is that, that right-handed power bat that is needed since Fran Mill left. And instead of having to play Arias or Miller at first, when Naylor... It has to be off his feet. It would be Walker's job, and that that would be an upgrade. It's it's pretty amazing that we sit here and, and talk about this particular position when if Fran Mil Reyes was Fran Mil Reyes, this would have solved itself. You know, <laughs> I mean, seriously, the guy we're looking for is 2019, 2018, 2020, even Fran Mil Reyes, right? Yes, we're looking for a big right-handed power bat for the middle of the lineup that w- that you can play in the outfield and play DH. Um, I still am dying to know what really happened there that they just flat out cut him um, because there has to be more to the story. And I know that what they'll say is he didn't fit the mold of what we were doing. But if you go back to April, he in the off season he certainly did. They didn't say anything about him. Well, they, they come on, Todd. They don't say anything publicly. This is no, not. This is not that, exactly a PR and media relations machine here. I mean, we didn't even know if the, if the team store was going to be open. They don't tell you anything. Now, the whispers were, you know, when the lockout was going on, they asked him, you know, are you working out? And he said no. And it was like, what do you mean no? Like every other player is working out on their own, and 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 they weren't allowed to communicate necessarily with the team. But you know, there was, you know, and then he showed up and he was not in shape and hadn't done anything. And then during the season, he couldn't hit. So they they said let's just cut the cord. That's true, and he didn't give the effort. And I like the fact this year, this past season, more than any season that we have watched in forever, I've never seen them cut bait on guys the way they did. We have been watching for years as they hang on to guys like Mercado and Zimmer and Yu Chang and Bobby Bradley, and we watched Jake Bowers get hundreds of at-bats he didn't deserve. You know, we, how many, I mean, how many times did we watch that happen? This year, they were DFAing guys left and right, and we were like, whoa, they fight. Tito's boy, Ernie Clement. Even, Bri- even Brian Shaw. That's what I'm saying. The last week of the season, Ernie and Brian Shaw, arguably Tito's two favorites, they DFA'd. I mean, they were cutting, they were cutting the cord. It was like, it was almost like finally... And I don't know this to be true. This is just total speculation on my part that Antonetti and Chernoff were like, all right, Tito, we're, we're going to let you have a few of your pet guys. We're going to leave it alone. And this year they were like, fuck it. We're getting rid of your shitty hitting coach who stinks, who we've let you keep for way too long. And we're going to put in our guy. We let you hang on to these fringe guys for as long as you could because they were your guys now we're cutting the cord out and again i have no way of knowing if that's true that's strictly my opinion but i do think that this year antony and turnoff took more of the reins on the roster than they have in years past and the coaching staff yeah no i, I don't think that's because you know you know that he didn't pick Valenka. no way you no. didn't know chris Valenka. no chance. but i think that uh the collaboration and them working together is is still pretty good i do believe when when Tito says, I'm back and I want to work with these people and I love these people, that it's true. There's always going to be squabbling between GMs and coaches or GMs and managers going back to any sport. Heck, Joe Madden has made it pretty public 
about his GM, you know, whispering to the trainer to tell him stuff on the dugout and blow out. They take Trout out of the game. It's like, wait a minute, what? Do you, go back upstairs and shut up. You know, was don't Ray Farmer texting Nate Zagura on the sidelines. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good bit. That's a good bit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Same time. <laughs> but I think that all in all, like you said, you're right. I mean, things have changed. The question now is, going into 2023, is it just going to be all right? We're not going to make any moves again. We're not going to add anybody because we've got so much in-house that we're going to have all these open competitions. We're going to have Arias competing with Freeman. We're going to have Brennan competing with Valera. We don't need Christian Walker. We've got guys all in-house. Or are they going to trade some of those younger guys for a walker and maybe a pitcher or, or something like that and, and get a little older? It's the youngest team in the game, and eventually they fizzled out. That's the question. I mean, will the minority owner, David Blitzer, is he going to – open up the coffers a little bit and help out? Or is this going to be a situation where, again, we're going to go through the winter and go, what are we doing? How come we're not signing anybody? How come we're not trading for anybody? Last year, they, they we kind of all had egg on our face because the organization said, watch this. And they put Quan in there. They put Gonzalez in there. They put uh, Jimenez played regularly. Freeman was playing. Arias was playing. And it worked. Now, maybe they go get Sean Murphy and, and maybe try to make that deal. Maybe it's just catcher. I don't know, but... I mean, the one really the one big decision they have free agency wise is is whether they're going to keep Austin Hedges or not. My my opinion is last year when they said we're going to go and play the kids, there not even Antonetti and Chernoff and the rest of the front office and the coaching staff had any idea it was going to work out this way. Oh, no of course chance. not. No way. No. So so and and. You're going to get regression. It's just going to happen. These guys. I mean, are all these guys going to hit? I mean, no chance. So, I, listen. Here he comes. Take a drink, everyone. The forty-man roster has many additions that still have to be made. So, guys are going to have to go. There's a trade has to be made. You still are so loaded. I mean, if Ahmed Rosario is part of this team's future and at a minimum is going to play shortstop for one more year, which I think the plan is going to be. You still have Arias, you still have Rocchio, Arias, and Arias is a major league player at this point. Like, he's done a triple-A. They don't need to play him. Freeman, I think, is done a triple-A. No room for him. There's no reason for him to play triple-A baseball anymore either. Will Brennan looks like he's a graduate. Uh, uh, you know, I know he's an outfielder, but I'm just talking in, in general terms. I got to believe that two of these guys are going to be packaged for someone, whether that be Sean Murphy uh, or... You know, or, or Christian Walker. Uh, I, I do think that in a perfect world, they'd like to keep Hedges as a backup and Bo Naylor. Hey, Bo, you're going to be the catcher every day. But I could also see them saying, you know what? Bo needs a little bit more work behind the plate. Let's leave him down for one more year and trade for Sean Murphy. And if Murphy works out, you can deal Murphy in the offseason too. He's still got a couple more years of club control. So. Uh, I, I, I could see that happening, and if if you are ser- to be honest, if you're serious about competing in 2023 for a World Series, then Sean Murphy should be the trade uh, uh, candidate, and Bo Naylor shouldn't be the catcher every day. And I love Bo Naylor, and I want him to be the catcher of the future. But are you going to entrust this pitching staff to a rookie catcher and Hedges? And well, you have no idea. If that's the thing. Again that's the thing. Miles Straw isn't hitting. So that's so, that's the know. thing. I mean. If Shane Bieber is in an exit interview with Tito, Cherninetti, whomever, I'm assuming that Shane and others have told 
the coaching staff and the front office, look, we want Hedgy back. He was a leader. I love throwing to him. So then that might, I'm not saying screw up the plans, but there's a lot of options. There's the Murphy option. There's the um, uh, the, the kid with the Rockies. The, the, no, the kid, the other, the catcher with the Rockies, who they'll probably dump. Um, the why am I drawing a blank on his name? Had a pretty good year, and there's other people you could trade for. I think Murphy would cost you the most. The Naylor option, and you're right. Then the option of keeping it as is for a year. They could always bring Maley back and Hedges again. They could. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They won. I don't see May- I don't see Maley Hedges as the combo. It's either going to be uh, um, Naylor and Hedges or Murphy and Hedges. That's what I think. Or I, I, or I'm, listen, they're not going to trade for Wilson Contreras. He can't. He, I mean, he's a free agent. They're not going to. And I think the Cubs gave him the qualifying offer, which is you know. Uh, th- that's not going to happen. But I, that's that's what I think is going to happen. I don't see, I don't see that combo coming back again. I, I, I don't. If you if you are going by, Miles Straw is going to play center, and you don't think he's going to hit. You can't go into the year once again with eight and nine being a complete black hole. You just can't. So I, you know, if if I were them and I was serious about, you know winning next year then Sean Murphy's the guy that I'm going for and I keep O'Neill in AAA and then see where that goes and and I love as I said before I'm a big O'Neill guy I just I don't see them turning over this staff to a you know complete rookie unproven behind home plate catcher in a, in a for a team that's you know I'm, you know, no, you're, right. you're right you're right what about Cal Raleigh? I'm not saying trade for him. Was he in the majors before this year, or was he a rookie? Uh, I think he was in the majors one year before, but okay. not a, but not a regular. All right. So 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 I could yeah. I just I just don't see them turning over the staff to Bone Taylor right away. Unless no, they I don't just e- say, I don't either. Unless the, unless the price for Murphy is just too high. It's very. It already true. is. It already is. Right. They would have made that trade last year. I think they were. I think the A's wanted Williams. I think the A's wanted Espino or Williams and, Val- and Valera. Or Valera, and it's so like that's not happening. That's happen. not how we. Yeah. That's not how we operate here. No, you know. Right. Yep, you're I mean, right. And that will. And that, by the way, that brings in another tie-in to the right field, first base, DH situation. You know, Valera's obviously a corner outfielder, and I, I saw his numbers in winter ball, and he's been struggling. But that's neither here nor there. I think they'll start him in AAA regardless. I do too. But he could be the guy. I mean, if they stand pat, you got to believe if they stand pat, it's because they think Valera can help them, you know, in May or June, essentially. Right. But again, then you're talking about, and again, you have to factor in injuries. This team had very, very little uh, injury issues this year. They're going to have them next year. That's just how it goes in the in the sport. Yeah. I mean. Two years ago, every starting pitcher was out, and the rotation was decimated. 
this past year, everybody kind of stayed knock on wood healthy. They did. And it was the least injured team in all of baseball. Uh, look what we did get look, very lucky. I mean, oh, yeah. they could have had Jose. That's another, you know, we, we didn't get to discuss it because it came out after our last pod, which, by the way, everyone who listened, thank you. I was, I can, now it can be told I was in London and I was literally outside of Harrods department store when I was doing that podcast. That was about the only time you and I could do it. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, apologies for the noise in the background the last time, but I was, did you London. buy, did you buy anything? Did I buy anything when okay. I was in London? I'm saying at or the store. Where, where, uh, Leah did. I did not. <laughs> uh, no, but but we did do some nice damage. But regardless, um, I don't even know how I was getting what we were, how I got here. <laughs> Jose's but, injury. Oh yeah, but we didn't get to discuss it because the next day, Jose's uh, the, the the word came out that Jose had been playing since the Colorado series that we had been talking about for months with torn ligaments in his thumb. And he just, they said, you should have surgery. And he said, nope, I'm not. I'll play through the pain. So props to him and Andre Zimenez, who was playing with torn ligaments in his thumb the last month also. I mean, that's if that doesn't show you the kind of leadership this team has, especially with Jose, lead by example. I mean, he, we, you and we all could see that he was not his full self from that Colorado well, series on. Jimenez, too, in the last month. Okay. Definitely some ugly swings, but uh, no, I just look and let, let's get to some other names because we don't have a lot of time today. But yes, you know, I got a list. Okay, go ahead. You're on our list. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Ned Isakoff, he's on the list. Okay, uh, all right. So, free agent wise, so I had Christian Walker and 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 uh, Sean Murphy obviously for trade options. But these guys are interesting free agents. I'm going to get. I'm going to ask you for your take on each. Top of my list, and it would be stealing from a division rival, and he could play first base, and he could DH, and he's destroyed us his entire career. Jose Abreu, your thoughts? I mean, sign me up. Why not? Sprays it to all fields. Um, I think the the White Sox would be foolish to let him walk. But again. I think they're tired of watching Andrew Vaughn play the outfield, and I think they want to put him at, put him at first base. So um, that that would be an awesome option. How can anybody get mad about Jose Abreu? Still a lot left in the tank. I know he's in his mid thirties, but that dude's a hitting machine. I was going to say he'll be thirty six in January, so you know the it would be a minimal uh, um, length, I guess you could say, in, in, in contract. But he, he has his game has not fallen off at the plates, and obviously hits right-handed, and he's destroyed us. We've watched his entire career; he's destroyed us, and by all accounts, a great dude. So I'm on board for Jose Abreu if they make that work. I have a feeling that he's going to end up across uh, on the north side yeah, with the Cubs. Yeah, I but I, I I think he's had enough of the White Sox. I really do. I think I think that franchise is so toxic, um, and. Uh, I just I think it's a toxic situation. And I could see him leaving. Number two on our list. Yeah. Another right-handed power bat, free agent. You know him very well. You watched a lot of his career in your city. Also going to be 36 next year. Also has had a nice uh, career against us here in Cleveland. JD Martinez. Your I, thoughts? I vacationed with the man. <laughs> I, how, how can I have blown that? Oh my God! I'm so mad. Uh, okay. Let me start over. 
spent time with you in the Dominican Republic. That's right. The, baseball the, on the beach with Nick Castellanos and Brian Holiday, J.D. Martinez. The, the Punta Cana trip will go down in history, in Detroit sports radio history. Uh, yeah, no, I think it would be, I mean, you know, J.D. Martinez has been a little bit banged up over the last couple of years, but talk about a guy that is a winner and, again, I think hits the ball pretty well at progressive field. And has had good history there, going back to the uh, Cody Allen home run he hit. Remember that one? Um, I do. I think he'd be great. And again, you know, you'd play him a little bit in right field, but you'd mostly DH him. And fits if it's a need for sure. Sign me up. The power, the power fell off a little bit. He, he his, his, uh, uh, you know, he he only hit. Uh, he was banged up. He did end up having almost 600 bats. He only had 16 homers this year. And his OPS was 790, which was his lowest for a full season in a while. But, you know, I'm a huge fan of his. So, you know, guy still had 43 doubles and led the league the year before with 42 doubles. I'm on board for him as well. Uh, third on my list, not a popular name. Uh, uh, I, I, and I think that uh, I hate him badly. Uh, he hits left-handed, but he is an absolute wizard with the glove. I don't know if I could cheer for him, Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> I don't. He's going to command a lot of money. Anthony Rizzo I think is. The Yankees will take him back. We'll want him. Back I think. I think that guy is still in his prime. I mean, we're talking the first two guys you, you mentioned are in their mid thirties. Anthony Rizzo is going to be commanding a ton of cash, and that's not. That's not usually our wheelhouse. No, I. I again, perfect world. I think he's a good option. But oh, of course. I but but I don't see that happening, and I think he'll command. He had a really good season, and I think he was perfect in New York because he can hit pop ups to right field that'll go over the fence. Uh, number four on my list, right handed power bat. He's played a little bit of first, but is normally a third baseman. Uh, plenty of playoff experience. Unfortunately, will be thirty eight years old next season. Big red beard, red ass. Justin Turner. Justin Turner is going to be 38? 38. Wow. That's surprising to me. I would never he have guessed that. He didn't become a regular with the Dodgers until he was 30 years old in 2015. Wow. He's, a, he's been very durable. Uh, and he, you know, what he's about still. Dur- what, about dur- what about durable products? Durable packaging? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know he, he's coming off a season. He he only had, he had 13 homers and 81 RBIs, yeah, uh, uh, 788 OPS. Um, I, I, I you know as a one year stopgap to to platoon with Naylor at first wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Justin Turner, no, you know, no, he, I'm surprised he's that old. He, he and and you know he only he was making 17 million a year in the last two years, so it'll be less than that. If you could get him for a one-year deal at ten million dollars, for I wouldn't think that would be the worst thing in the world. No, it would have to be a late signing. It would have to be something where the market dried up and he would have to take what he what he gets because I think he would want more than that. I also don't see him coming here. He's been on the Mets and the Dodgers, so you know he's a big market guy. So I don't see that. Uh, I have two more quick names for you. Uh, I don't. This this would have to be a DH. Slash corner outfield. He's not a great outfielder anymore. He's getting up there in age. However, one of my all-time favorite former Cleveland Indians, 
Michael Brantley, your thoughts? I was a close, warm, personal friend of Andre Knott. Um, wow. I mean, could you imagine bringing him back? I mean, he... How about a reunion tour? He's coming off the injury. Put him at DH. Hit him two. Then you can move Ahmed down in the lineup. I mean, he's or, just you know, a, he's just six. a total pro. I mean, how do you, how can you be mad at that? His children were born here, for God's sakes. <laughs> I remember I was one time in the elevator going up to club seats, and his they were having a baby shower for his wife at the, at the stadium. I remember it well. And we were with all the wives. In the, in, he, you know, he, he's also going to be 36. He only played 64 games last year. But we, we all know here what a hitting machine he is. Talk about professional at bats! Oh yeah, it'd, it'd be I'm, like bringing it'd be, it'd be like bringing Kenny Lofton back in 07. Great call, great call. I love it. I love it. The only downside is he's really at this point at DH. He's never been that great of a fielder, and he'd have to play. I mean, I guess you could put Quan back in right, but Quan's so good out there in left. I mean, why would you mess with that? Um, but I would, I would love to have Brantley back. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. Okay, so you'd be on board for a yes. one-year reunion with Michael? Absolutely. Okay, I got one more name, and then uh, and I I don't think I, this one is probably viable. Switch hitting first baseman, thirty years old, just uh, was traded last season mid season because he was a free agent. That is none other than former Bucko Josh Bell. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like him. I don't love him. I, I I like him. Yeah, I like him. He's gonna again command a lot of money. A lot. He's of gonna money. command a lot of money, and I don't see it because he's only thirty, and he's probably gonna want to cash in. But uh, and I would see the Padres that, keeping him. Yeah, but that 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 was uh, that was my list. That's a good list. I think that you're leaving two guys off. Number one, and I don't know if he'll leave Seattle, but Mitch Haniger is a machine against us. So imagine if he hit the open market and really said goodbye to Seattle, which is an option. He's 32. And then the other one is who we flirted with last year, and there were reports we were talking to him, and he got a one-year deal late, and he may get a one-year deal late this year, and that's Jock Peterson. Doesn't Jock Peterson yeah. kind of fit the Guardians narrative of a one year seven, eight, nine million dollar deal? I think he got a six million last year and he ended up starting in the All Star game. Yeah, my only problem with Jock Peterson is it's another left handed bat and we're we, we just need we, we I mean I, I guess I, I mean, listen, if they if if all they ended up doing was giving it to him for one year, I mean I, I wouldn't be like, Oh, Jock Peterson, he sucks. I mean he's a good player, but are we going to waste a half year of Jock Peterson? Like, what if he's struggling and it's not good? And then you're like, oh, you know, at that point, you might as well go to Valera uh, and, and let him see what he can do, especially coming off a year where they had so much success going to the younger guys. I could see them saying, Jock's slow start. It's not working out here. And let's just go to Valera. So I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, he's a good player. No doubt he's a good player. Yeah, yeah, he is. I'm with you about right-handed bat. I think that's uh, that's the bigger need, based on the lineup and how it's uh, how it kind of is you know presented, especially against right-handed pitching or even left-handed pitching. With Naylor, who really struggled against lefties the second half of the year, and with Jimenez, who's still pretty good either way. Splits are fine, but you know what I mean. I mean, I think that 
they would love to recreate the Fran Mill role from a few years ago. And uh, the good news is, is that this is a this is a destination now. I'm not saying it's Cleveland's a free agent destination in every sport and blah blah blah, but people would want to if the if the Guardians are going to go for it, and maybe it's Tito's last year. Who knows? Maybe that's a selling point to go. Hey, this is a young team that needs a veteran bat, and a guy like Brantley or a guy like Jock Peterson would be more open to it than maybe a year ago or two years ago. Yeah, and you know what? As, as you mentioned, we can close with this because I got to run to a call, but. You know, they they really should be going all out to win Tito World Series because I I truly believe that had they made a magical run, ended up in the World Series and won Tito's out, right? He's retired. I think he I think he's sticking around for many reasons. I think he loves this young group and it really re-energized him because if they would have gone sixty and sixty two and a hundred this year, I think he would have quit. I think he would have been like, fuck it, I don't need this anymore. But I think because we're good and we're on the rise, he wants to see this thing through. So they should do whatever they can to build that up and and get him a ring before he retires. And more importantly, get us a ring. (laughs) That's right. We'll uh, we'll do a show next week and talk about pitching. And uh, I think we should do that because... You know, there's a lot of rumors about Plesak and Savali and what do you do? And then you look at reality and go, those guys with their arbitration numbers really are low paid for the success that they've had, albeit Savali was a train wreck in game five and Plesak at the end of the year was a mystery and weird. But uh, we should do that next week. Sounds like a plan, my friend. Uh, I'm down. Mark me down. All right. Happy Halloween, everyone. Yes. And if you're uh, in need of some gear, go to breakingtea.com slash dairy. Get some uh, Guardians t-shirts of your favorite players, Browns, Cavs, and whatever else. And, of course, Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein and the crew there. We are uh, enjoying talking a little off-season baseball. We'll do more maybe next week. We are out of room and out of here. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.